What is up, my wonderful friends? Welcome to the podcast. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you to everybody who listens and subscribes. You guys, this podcast is my way of building up the church. Um, This podcast started back in October of 2019, and I had decided, well, the Lord encouraged me especially to do a life coaching series on the podcast. And so my heart is to equip people to walk in their character and values and not live by their performance, other people's opinions or their circumstances. I had lived like that my whole life. And so the Lord led me through a process to get me free from that, to walk in my character and values. And I share the process on the podcast. So if you guys are new, be sure to check that out. It started January 20th and went through all the, went all the way through May 21st of 2020. Um, Before that, there is a ton of content talking about boundaries, maturity, um, the real and the ideal, integrating God's grace. It's loaded, you guys. I trust and believe that it will change your life if you integrate, you know, even just a quarter of the things that I'm talking about, you guys. And I I share my my real life with you, my experiences, my childhood, um, my uh, barriers that I had to overcome, how those barriers were formed, how the Lord got me out from underneath of them. So you guys, it's a loaded podcast. And, uh, you know, I just, I know that it will change your guys' life if you're ready to change. So if you're new, welcome. Thanks for being here. We're in the, we are getting close to the end of revelation revamp. Um, today I'm going to be sharing with you guys the biggest revelation I had in September of 2020. But before we get into that, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And then I will share with you what that was. So Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you live inside of each and every heart of people that are listening to this, Lord. I'm just going to assume that my brothers and sisters are listening. And even if people aren't listening, Lord, I pray that they would be inspired to invite you in, Lord. You change our life. You make us a new creation, Lord. You heal us. You restore us. You give us everything we need for life and godliness, Lord. You restore our souls, God. You teach us how to prosper so we can prosper on the outside, Lord. We don't have to be ashamed of being your children and the inheritance you have for us and the plans you have for us, God. Lord, we can walk in the full authority you've given to us, God, because you created us. You created us to rule and subdue. You're not ashamed of your children and we shouldn't be ashamed of you. Lord, you've done amazing things for us. And I thank you, God, for what you will do in us and through us. And I just pray, Father, that each and every person listening to this podcast would go deeper in their relationship with you, God that they would seek you on a more intimate level and asking you to break to break down the barriers and the walls that keep them separated from you, Lord. I pray for greater healing in their life, God, and transformation. And uh, Lord, I just pray you guide and direct this conversation. This is, again, it's not an easy thing to talk about, Lord, but I just pray for your grace to communicate it. I pray that it would inspire and encourage other people in their life as well, Lord, and that this podcast would be used to create greater healing and freedom in the lives of other people. And then their freedom and healing would overflow in their life into the lives of other people, God. And we would be equipped to influence people how to be free, how to be healed, how to walk in authority. And we would influence other people to do that. And through that, Lord, your kingdom would advance on this earth, God. So I thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for everything that you're doing in us and through us. God, and direct this conversation, Lord. We love you. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, I got to stop this really, really quick. My youngest is banging on the door. I will be right back. Okay, you guys, I am back. So 
the biggest revelation that I had in September 2020 was drum roll, pre, drum, drum roll please. I can't speak, you guys. Character or methods. And I'm going to break that down for you guys. And at the same time, this is still something that I'm trying to integrate into my life and unpack. I had a really powerful revelation yesterday in the context of my own life that is really still dealing with this whole idea. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to get into it or not, you guys. We'll kind of just see how this conversation goes. But, you know, I want to share a story with you guys on how it all came about. And then, you know, just what, you know, what I gleaned from that in hopes of you guys being able to reflect in your own life if you find yourself in this kind of pattern and, you know, maybe how to look at it differently or, you know, just like I said, share my process with you guys in hopes of inspiring you. So anyway, character or methods, where did that even come from in my life? Well, as I shared with you guys, me and my husband and my children packed up all our belongings and moved, you know, 2,200 miles across the country and got into our house out here in Tennessee. So when we got out to the house, um, you know, there, there was a couple things that needed to get taken care of. So the day after we got here, um, there's a bathroom upstairs where our kids are and their bathroom was leaking through the, you know, through their floor, down through the ceiling onto kind of the first floor there or whatever. There is an unfinished base basement downstairs. And then there's like the first floor and the second floor. So anyway, the second floor was leaking onto the first floor. You know, the bathroom was leaking. And that was the second day. And after we looked at it, you could tell that it had been a problem that they've had before. You know, you could see where they cut the drywall and put it back. And so this was like a recurring issue. And so I was like stressed out about it, you know? like dang it now we got to take care of this and you know at the time instead of my mind waiting to see what was going on it automatically just went to like extreme mode as far as where am I going to get the money to fix this I I don't know what the problem is right you guys ever do that there's a problem you don't really know the extent of the problem or what the problem is but your brain is treating it like it's a huge problem, right? And you're getting anxious and stressed about it. Well, I was treating it like it was this huge problem, getting anxious and stressed. And I was like, Lord, I don't have any money for that. Or, you know, I don't have money for this big thing I made it up to be in my mind, you know? So anyway, I was just sitting there just like complaining and frustrated. Like, Lord, I don't have money for to fix this. And I don't know what it is. And why do you got to deal with this? And, you know, and it was like, Ashley, you don't need money you have Scott and I was like what and you guys I don't know if you guys know who Scott is Scott's my husband I've been with him for 20 years we have seven children together we are high school sweethearts I met him when I was a sophomore or was it freshman sophomore sophomore in high school I can't remember you guys anyway we met in 2001 had a baby in 2002 And then four years later, had another baby and like every two years after that. Anyway, so I've been with him for a very long time and he has always been the guy to fix everything. Um, Everything. I mean, everything. Cars, house, anything and everything. The septic. You guys ever have septic problems? We have, we dealt with something at our new house with the septic. It was a pretty big deal. We had to literally, literally replace the whole drain field and 
that was a whole nother story, you guys. But anyway, you know, we, my, we've had to hire guys to come out. We had at the last house we were at, you guys, I think I shared with you on the podcast, we were having issues with our septic out there and we thought it needed to be pumped. So we, the guy came out, charged us a thousand dollars to pump it. And a couple days later, we're having the same problem. He didn't even fix the problem. You know who ended up fixing it? My husband did. Oh my gosh. And that's, anyway. So he took care of it, fixed it. And he's always he's always been that guy. He's, he's got amazing skills. You know, he, he's just, it blows my mind. So anyway, it's like, Ashley, you don't need money, you have Scott. And I was like, thinking about that and who Scott is as a person, who he's always been. He's always been, you know, consistent and he's hardworking and he's a problem solver. You know, thinking about the the character that he has in that way, you know, Scott can take anything, whatever he needs. Like you guys, I'm so sorry. My, my youngest is banging on the door again. This is the second time I've done the podcast. You guys hold on just a second. I'll be right back. Okay, you guys, I'm back. I'm so sorry for that. This always happens, it seems like. <laughs> anyway, so where was I? So my husband, you know, he's always been hardworking. He's always been a problem solver. Um, he's very creative in finding solutions. So if there's a particular thing that you need and, you know, there's not maybe, you know, all the money to go out and get that particular thing, because sometimes that particular thing is super expensive, he can take whatever's lying around and make his own thing with it you know and so and i've been with him long enough to know that he'll figure it out and he always has a solution so i had i was just like wow and so then i thought about it a little bit more you know and i think there was a couple other things where i was finding myself being anxious and you know just about something that was going on um, I'm trying to think because there's something else I was going to share with you guys and I was trying to think of the story behind it. But anyway, so this, we have this problem, you know, with the house and we got to fix and, you know, the Lord kind of is like planting that stuff in my mind, those thoughts, you know, as far as like, what do you need? What do you need that for? You have Scott, you know? So of course my husband took care of it, went out and got the couple things, small things it needed, you know, fixed it or whatnot. But then I started thinking about my anxiety about money, right? Because that was really what it was too. Lord, I don't have any money. You know, I don't have any money to fix it. And it was like one day there was another question that came to mind. Ashley, why do you want to rely on things instead of me? And I was like, I don't know, Lord. Why do I rely on things instead of you? And that thing in particular was money. You know, I rely more on money than I did the Lord. And I'll share with you guys another quick story to kind of help to give you some understanding as to how that was developed. So I asked the Lord about that. Why do I rely on money more than I rely on you? And he brought a story to my mind of when I was a kid. And as I've shared with you guys before, I was not raised by my my biological father. I was raised by my stepdad. And my biological dad he was not in my life, but he paid child support every month after he found out I was his daughter. He did not know he was going to have a daughter. 
he had one daughter with his first wife, which my mom was never his wife. They were just messing around, having fun, whatever, sleeping around, okay? So my dad, my biological father, got divorced and of course met my mom and they had a fling or whatnot. Well, he also had a vasectomy, okay? So he's thinking he's living free, baby, right? He's like, I'm not married anymore and I can't get anybody pregnant. Well, guess what? Ha! God had other plans, right? He met my mama. He wants to fool around and my mom got pregnant. Well, he was a little shocked by that because he's like, wait a minute, I had a vasectomy. I ain't supposed to be having no children. That man paid for three paternity tests because he was not convinced I was his daughter. Well, guess what? Every paternity test he paid for, here I am. And I look exactly like him, you guys. It's crazy. So anyway, he finally accepts that he's got this daughter. And the good thing about my biological dad was even though he did not have a relationship with me, he did pay child support every single month till I was 18 years old, okay? He sent my mom 366 bucks a month and that was a lifeline for us because I told you guys, my mom, she was not a good manager and you know, I've shared with you guys about being homeless with my mom, living in a van, down by the river, I'm not kidding you, my mom's sleeping on a hide-to-bed mattress outside by the campfire, us, me and my sister are taking a bath in the river and, and you know, um, washing our hair in the creeks and, you know, all of that. And so that money that my mom got from my dad, you know, gave me a, a sense of stability. It was like, okay, we at least we're going to have this money to at least get some things that we need, right? We may not have it ideally, but that money offered me some type of support and comfort in a way, if that makes any sense. Like it's a type of security, I suppose. I'm, I'm not really sure if I got the words for it, you guys, but I'm trying to paint a picture here. So I learned to rely on that as a consistent means of security. Mind you, both my parents, my mom and my stepdad were both alcoholics and they were very emotionally unavailable. They were very distracted. They were very stuck in their own little world and their own little problems. And I learned at a very young age that for my mom to try to deal with my problems was a huge burden for her. So I learned to basically turn off what I needed and figure out, okay, what does my mom and dad need? What needs to be done for them? So maybe I can get some help in my life. My peace was dependent upon whether their needs were met or not. So, and you guys, that's codependency, okay? When your well-being is dependent or outsourced to the outside world. Well, so I would, you know, try to, obviously I didn't want to stress my mom out. So I didn't, I didn't talk to the school anymore about what's going on at home because that was stressful for her. And it was also going to be very stressful for me because my mom was telling me, if you continue to speak, they're going to take you out of here. You're going to go live with CPS. I sure the hell did not want to go through that because I heard that CPS was terrible. Foster homes were, you know, doomsday basically you're going to get molested by your foster parents i sure the hell didn't want to go through that so i kept my mouth shut and i learned how to basically try to appease them or figure out what they needed i remember sitting my dad down and talking to him like hey dad what's going on hey mom what's going on you know and i just completely outsourced 
you know, how I was feeling by helping them. So anyway, I never learned how to rely on my outside world or my, my family, my mom and dad, um, to give me the support that I needed. So I started to rely on physical things that seemed a little more consistent. People in my, at that time when I was growing up, where I was, you know, how I was growing up and what's going on, people were not consistent. They weren't reliable. So I learned to rely on physical things, kind of like people do with addiction. You know, if people aren't consistent for them, if they didn't grow up with that type of consistency or getting their emotional needs met and that type of stuff, they rely on physical things to create a certain feeling for them, right? So when that money came in, my mom got that money, it made me feel at peace. It made me feel a little bit relieved, like, okay, we're gonna be okay. Because I started taking on my mom's problems at a very young age as far as how are we gonna pay these bills or how are we gonna do this? And so when that money came in, it gave me a sense of, like I said, peace and relief. So fast forward, you know, now I'm a, a 35 year old woman and I'm still dealing with the anxiety. Lord, why do I, why do I, why do I rely more on money than on you? And then he, and he shared that with me and I was like, wow, Lord, I never saw that before. And that really gave me some understanding for myself. Do you guys understand yourself that way? Have you learned to give yourself grace? Have you learned to appreciate the soil that formed the conclusions that you have about life? Have you really come to appreciate yourself in that way and learn how to have compassion for yourself and grace? A lot of people don't. A lot of people judge themselves and are very critical and they try to move forward in life but they don't understand what happened in the past that's still hindering their life in the future, right? This thing that happened in the past of, you know, the relational dynamics and, and the things that I learned, I learned that as a kid, but it was still affecting me in the present, right? So the only problem you ever have is how you perceive things in the past. If you wanna move forward, you gotta go backwards. And I know that's really counterintuitive for most people, but, your struggles were formed, right? Your barriers, your your issues, a lot of them came when we were growing up, right? Because we were born as blank slates, but then injuries happen and, and difficulty and, you know, this fallen world we live in. And that brings an amount of trauma to us that if we don't allow the Lord to kind of speak to us, Lord, why do I do these things that I don't want to do, right? Then. You know, we don't learn to have compassion for ourselves and you won't have compassion for somebody else. But that's another podcast. So anyway, I never knew that before about myself, but it, it gave me some understanding and it helped me understand why I was still living that way, relying on a method, right? Money was a method to solve problems instead of the character of the people around me. Well. My dad, my stepdad, like I said, my stepmom, my biological dad, I didn't, looking back, I didn't really see them having good character. I mean, my dad said I was a secret life, right? He didn't invest in me as his daughter or like we didn't have that type of, we didn't have a mother, we didn't have a, a father-daughter relationship, not at all. Um, like I said, my dad told me I was his secret life and he literally meant that. So, you know, there was no me relying on his character. I mean, he could give me money every month, but as far as someone being consistent, someone being, um, you know, faithful and loyal and, 
and trustworthy in that way and all those character good character traits that we should be looking for in people i wasn't taught how to identify those things and the people in my life were not consistently displaying those things so that develops massive self-sufficiency okay and i'm like do i want to get into this or not because this is what i was talking about about the big revelation i had yesterday you guys you know i was asking the lord lord why am i struggling to believe the promises that you want to fulfill for me in my life you guys and you know the lord has given me and my husband a promise and he's given all of us promises but i, I can only speak for my life right so you know if you're like the lord hasn't given me a promise um you know maybe that's not the issue maybe it's these barriers that you have within you right because i gotta do a podcast on this you guys oh when god spoke his word to adam was it only meant for him when god told him he could eat from the tree of life and not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil was that only for was that only for adam because eve wasn't there she hadn't been created yet so was it only for him or was that word meant for all right so all of God's words that he's spoken are for all. He, he doesn't change. It's what he meant. It's what he said, right? But our human minds struggle with that. Anyway, so, you know, there's been some promises. And I was like, Lord, why? What's going on with me, right? Like, why am I not really, you know, expecting you? to do this thing in my life. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm sitting here like criticizing myself, you know, and I realized it was all rooted in the self-sufficiency that I had kind of come into from the things I experienced growing up, you know, and I'm very um, self-sufficient in the way of very responsible, if I do something, if I say something, I'm going to fulfill what I said. Uh, very high expectations on myself, you know, um, definitely have translated that to other people, which <laughs> that's another thing, you guys. Um, maybe that'll be another podcast as well. But, you know, so I have, you know, kind of developed this way of being all based upon an event that happened when I was growing up. And like I said, self-sufficiency, the Lord showed me was getting in the way, you know, just like, and what I mean by that too is not learning to rely on a person's character. You know, it was like more on the physical methods or a process instead of this person said it, therefore it will be done because of who they are. Right. And so anyway, you guys, I just had never thought about learning to rely on a person's character instead of a method. You know, and me and my husband were talking about this yesterday morning. God doesn't always do the same thing every single time. And I think that's why we struggle is because we're looking sometimes for this consistent outcome or this process or this thing that brings you know it's really we're really looking for security right and that's what I was doing as a kid I found security and that money coming in every single month it made me feel secure it made me feel less stressed and I was never aware or never taught and 
let alone being in the environment where a person's character, the qualities they possessed, was enough. I never learned that. But the Lord has been bringing these things to my attention. Like, it's a person's character, like my husband's character. Hardworking, he's consistent. He's a problem solver, he's creative. He's all those things. And he will always be that, right? Growing and developing, you know, a lot of people don't like to walk in their qualities like that because they judge themselves. Well, it's not perfect. Duh, you're not perfect. You're not all knowing, right? Are you growing and developing? Do you know how to give yourself grace, right? So realizing that my husband has always been those things. God has always been loyal and faithful and patient and loving and kind and a provider, you know, healer, all these things. He does not change because he only speaks who he is. All the words that he has said flow from a character that he possesses, right? And I think sometimes people haven't learned to look at the character. Sometimes they look at what somebody says and they don't, the person doesn't have the character to back it up. So then therefore you, you know, get your hopes shot down <laughs> because these things have not been taught to us. Maybe it's been taught to you, but it definitely wasn't taught to me, you guys. And so now I'm in this process of Lord, help me to rely on your character and not on a method and, and you doing a, a thing the same way every single time, because I know he doesn't. And, and there have been times where I'd be frustrated or anxious because he wasn't going to do it the same way. Right. And then you can, the enemy can get in there and start spinning you off of that stuff. But it was like, I had to always go back and remind myself, Lord, you love me. You're faithful. You've always taken care of me. So I've always like reminded myself of these things, but you know, just to kind of like be more intentional as far as like, I'm not going to rely on a method. I'm going to rely on God's character and who he is to me and who he always been and who he has always been, the qualities that he possesses. And so, you know, um, you guys, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, I don't know if you can relate to me in any type of way, but um, I think this is a really important conversation. It was something that, like I said, was never taught to me that, um, you know, I think if we can get this down, it's going to change the way that we parent. It's going to change the way that we interact with people. It's going to change the way that we relate to other people. Like I said, sometimes, you know, we don't give ourselves enough space to look at a person's character and what they're doing. We look at just what they say and we can be so easy to trust. And I'm not saying don't trust people. I'm just saying as an adult now, you may have grown up with people that were not consistent and didn't have good character qualities. But now as an adult, you get to choose, right? When we're growing up, we don't get to choose who our parents are. We don't get to choose who raises us. We are under, we're at their mercy, you know? But then as we grow up, you know, the Lord gets a hold of us. We come, we come underneath to him and he, he grows us. He matures us, right? As we acknowledge that we need those things, right? As you acknowledge that, Lord, I need to grow. I need maturity. I need to walk in my authority. How do I do this? How do I heal? right? You walk through that process and then the Lord shows you that you get to choose who you put into your life, right? So you don't have to choose people with bad character anymore. You may have to realize your tendency to do those things, but then you get to establish some boundaries in your life that these are the kind of people I want to have in my life. 
This is the kind of consistency I want to have. And this is what's important to me and operating within that. These are my needs. I'm going to get them met, right? It's my responsibility. This is, these are the kind of people I need, you know, and just laying that, that stuff out for yourself. So anyway, that is all I have for you guys today. Are you choosing character over methods or methods over character? Um, if you are choosing a method over a character, it could be, you know, the environment that you grew up in. Maybe you learned to rely on methods and physical things because it brought you some sense of security because the people that you were raised around did not have the character to uh, display to you that they were going to be everything that they said, right? You know how someone says one thing and they do another, you know, and that's, that's just the world we live in, right? But God, he makes us a new creation. And we learn, like I said, to come under him as our father and underneath his lordship and underneath his, you know, it's not even just, it's not even just lordship and father, right? He, he calls us his husband. You know, he's like, I'm your husband, right? We're married to him. There's this intimacy that we have with the Lord. That's not just sort of like, you know, uh, father to child, but husband to wife, right? And that's a whole nother dynamic. You know, so there is just so many ways that the Lord shows himself to us. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. You guys, I'm so distracted right now. My kids have been banging on the door again for like the last three minutes. And it's just like banging all the thoughts out of my head. It's just like, Lord Jesus, but I better get off this podcast. I hope it was clear to y'all. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. Thanks for listening. And I will definitely see you guys next week.